off the heels of big episode number 50 that we had last week, I thought we might as well kick things off with some massive value and a big bang. So today we're right back on the guest train bringing entrepreneurs and business owners on to discuss what makes them so successful. And this week, I am extremely excited to bring on today's guest, John Lee Dumas. Now, for those of you who are not sure who John is, John is, I would consider him a serial entrepreneur. He started out with his podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, which to this point has over 100 million downloads and over 1 million monthly listeners. I don't know if you guys are familiar with podcasting statistics, but that is mind-blowing. 100 million downloads is just absolutely insane. From that Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, it kind of jump-started his entrepreneurial journey where he actually went on to create the Mastery Journal, which is meant to kind of build your productivity, discipline, and focus. And from there, he created a lot of different freebies, ebooks, guides, courses. It led into Podcasters Paradise, which is an online community to kind of help each other grow and build a podcast. And then most recently, John just published his new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And for anybody that's listening right now, I highly recommend you go read that. It basically chronicles John and his success as he started building up the podcast, how he came up with the idea for this daily entrepreneur podcast, and really what led to the success that he's had now. And in this episode, we're going to be diving a little bit into that book, actually. And we're actually going to be discussing building a customer avatar, finding what that avatar really wants and needs. And then we also touch on something that I did not know about John at all. And that is that he almost gave up on the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast before it finally took off. With how successful that podcast is, that would have been absolutely insane had he given up too early. So we discuss a little bit about his mindset going into it and why he almost gave up and why he actually stuck through it and was able able to see success with that podcast. Now, I just want to preface this whole episode. It is a shorter interview with John having just released the book. He's out doing a lot of book tours and getting on a lot of podcasts like this and just talking with a lot of people. So I was only able to get him for a short period of time, but I do think that we cover a lot of great information in that short period of time. So without further ado, let's get right into this interview with John Lee Dumas. This is the 9-5 Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Nelbach, where we get into the minds of entrepreneurs and people just like you, so you can start, build, and grow your own online business. Okay, we have John Lee Dumas in the virtual house here. John, welcome to the 9-5 Podcast. Nick, I am fired up to be here, brother. Thanks for having me. Dude, I love that. I, I am so excited to get into this interview with you. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it here. And everything, every episode that I do, I like to ask my guests what their superpower is. So I'm going to hit you with that question right away. What do you think your superpower is? All or nothing. I am able to just go all in on something or not at all. You know, too many people kind of play like, dipping their toes in, doing it kind of halfway. I'm either all or nothing. So I either crush it or I'm the worst in the world at it because I don't do it at all. All or nothing. (laughs) I I love that. And I kind of have that same mentality, but then I kind of, I go all in at first and then I kind of freak out (laughs) and dial back a little bit. 
And I know you you kind of went through a very similar thing when you were launching Entrepreneurs on Fire, which I thought was so awesome and so human, which for everyone listening, by the way, we are going to be talking a lot about John's brand new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. Um, it is a great read, and we're going to kind of dive into some of the points in that. To do that, okay. Oh, yes, there it is. For everyone watching on the screen, go get your hands on it. It is awesome. It is basically the framework to starting a successful business and achieving uncommon success. <laughs> so I, I was really interested in the book, the the avatar portion and the, the beginning stages of starting a business. Do you think, this is a question I had specifically after reading, should we be building an audience before trying to come up with an offering? No. You need to be very aware of what your audience's struggles, obstacles, and challenges are because you've created your avatar before you've even launched because that's how you know what your North Star is. And when you know what their struggles and obstacles and challenges are, it's time to create the solutions for them in the form of a product or a service or a checklist or a PDF or a video or a course or film, like whatever it is that your avatar needs to solve that problem, that needs to be in place. Like you need to be trying to solve your audience's biggest problem the day that you launch into this world. Okay. So so with that, we're going to talk about this avatar thing. Obviously, that is a very crucial point. This is chapter three of the book, Creating Your Avatar. This is like one of the first steps we want to be doing. What? Why is the avatar so important? Like what is the significance behind actually creating this customer avatar? Because what are you doing in this world? Like what are you doing? You are looking to solve people's problems. But what problems do you solve? You have no idea until you know your perfect listener, the perfect consumer of your content, the perfect reader of your book. Until you know those details, like in great detail, you will not have that North Star that I'm referencing. That North Star will guide you. So when I created my avatar before I launched my podcast, Jimmy, I knew how long the show should be. I knew what questions I should ask. I knew what lead magnet I should offer to Jimmy to get him to get into my database and be part of my world because I sat down and I crafted the perfect avatar for my content to consume. Now, that avatar, by the way, could evolve, pivot, or adjust, or change over time because you may not get it right. Um, Jimmy's evolved a little bit over time, not much, frankly, because I, I was fortunate enough to really nail my avatar day one, but there's nothing wrong with having to evolve and adjust and pivot to that avatar. So don't feel like you're like writing something on a gravestone. You're just writing something in pencil to give you that initial focus, that initial North Star. And then over time, you're able to move forward and adjust and pivot as you get to know your audience better. Is, is that avatar, when we initially start building this thing, is it, are we just making it up? Are we just coming up with who we think our ideal customer would be? Or how do we actually start creating what that'll look like? You sit down and you say, who do I want to serve? Who am I looking to serve? Who out there is struggling that I'm looking to provide content that's going to have solutions for them? And then you write, and then you write, and then you write, then you look down and you see what you wrote and your avatar staring back at you. I love that. That the, the avatar is one of the very first things I did as I started diving into the book and I got to that. I've been creating content. I had the podcast out, but I had never actually sat down and wrote out that avatar. Yeah. So I spent a significant amount of time doing that and it, it actually helped make me feel comfortable. So now when I'm doing the podcast, it's like I'm talking to that avatar on the other end. You're speaking directly to that avatar. You have a North Star for everything that you're creating now. 
something that I, I did want to talk about. You have your avatar, you're creating a product, you're serving that audience and solving a problem that they hopefully have. You talk about in chapter 10, pinpointing the avatar's biggest struggle. And in reading the book, you obviously, you did a lot of things over the course of a couple of years and you were finding a bunch of problems and solving a lot of problems. I'm curious with the problems that you were solving, whether it was the podcaster's paradise or the podcasting service that you offered in the beginning, was this something that you already had an idea of ahead of time or were you kind of sitting back and just paying attention and listening to what was going on around you? I was paying attention. I was listening to what was around me. I was identifying what I thought was missing in the world. I was identifying what I personally didn't like or what I thought wasn't being served correctly. And then I made the decision on what problems I specifically wanted to solve for a specific type of listener. I think it's just super interesting that it kind of, it confuses me a little bit because a lot of times we go in there with that product in mind up front. And it kind of seems like until you get that ball rolling and you start kind of building that audience, it's, you're kind of just taking a shot in the dark. Is that how you would describe it or how it's, I feel like the initial one is very tough. It is tough. If it wasn't tough, everybody be doing it and everybody be successful and nobody would need to be listening to this podcast, but it's really, really tough and almost everybody gets it wrong the first time and almost everybody needs to make adjustments, pivots, either major or minor, but you've got to start somewhere. Now that we're kind of building out our content, we're solving problem. You talked about possibly having to adjust and make changes to who that avatar is, what that problem is that we're trying to solve. What if like right out of the gate, we're not getting any kind of traction? Where is it a problem with our avatar or is it a problem with our offering? How do we kind of balance the two? Because I feel like you could potentially create an avatar around the product you're trying to serve, or you could create a product around the avatar you're trying to serve. You're probably getting both wrong. What you need to do is a step before that, which is chapter two, step two, discover the niche. And what that is, me, and what that is, is identifying a real problem in this world that needs a solution, that has a poor solution or no solution that you can immediately come in and be the best solution to that problem in and serve the avatar that you're looking to speak to better than anybody else is able or willing to. And if you're not actually getting any traction, it's because you're not doing that. People will be a path to the doorstep of the number one solution to their problem. And they will ignore the seconds through infinity solution that's out there. And so you need to be the best solution that people will come to and find because you're the best. And sometimes that means being the only, and that's good too. And that was Entrepreneurs on Fire day one. Entrepreneurs on Fire was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs the day that I launched. It was also the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs the day that I launched. It was the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And that's how you win. That was something interesting in the book as well. You created, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So you had created Entrepreneurs on Fire because you were trying to basically fill a void that you had. You wanted a daily podcast where you could consume this information. Were you doing any kind of other outreach besides that? Or was that kind of, you had that problem and you just kind of assumed that other people also had that same itch? It was the assumption because the people that I reached out to said, that sounds like a terrible idea. I don't have enough time to listen to a daily podcast. I don't even have time to listen to the podcast that I do listen to because I just wasn't 
surrounded by my avatar. I didn't know any real world examples of my avatar. I just knew that I would listen to this show and that this is a very big world of like 9 billion people. And hopefully there were other people outside of my immediate zone of influence that would want what I wanted. And I took a risk. I jumped. And luckily, my hope proved to be correct. And if it didn't, I would have taken a step back, adjusted, pivoted, and tried something else. I, I just think it's, it's super important to touch on that just because you are taking a risk. No matter where, where you're trying to land in this entrepreneurial space, what business you're trying to create, there's going to be some risk that you're going to have to take on. You're going to have to take that leap of faith, essentially. At what point did you actually see entrepreneurs on fire take off? Like, was there a a lull where you're like, shoot, am I making the right decision here? Did I like what prevented you from stopping and pivoting too early? I almost did. I mean, when I launched, it was a fantastic and successful launch. And I went immediately to number one in the new and noteworthy and was getting thousands of listens every single day because it was new. It was different. It was kind of buzzworthy. It just like it did hit a need in the marketplace. And after eight weeks, the show was taken off of New and Noteworthy because that was the limit back then of how long you could be featured in New and Noteworthy. And my downloads plummeted. And I was like, I guess this is the beginning of the end. Like I had eight weeks to shine and the show did what it did, but now it's fallen off a cliff. And how are people ever going to find out about this show now? And fortunately, like my you know, fears weren't justified because my guests kept sharing the show. It kept being talked about and I slowly built my downloads and audience back up over time to get to the level that I was at during those first eight weeks of New and Noteworthy and then eventually surpassed that to where now I'm getting over a million listens a month and have a total of over a hundred million listens of the podcast. But it was a very scary time. It was a time of having to be honest with myself and saying, this might not work. This might kind of fade into obscurity. And that happens more times than not. And when that does, you pack it up and you try something different. But, you know, I knew that I was committed to giving this a solid 18 months to see if it got traction. And fortunately for, for me, it got traction well before that 18 month uh, timeline expired, but had it and say I was only getting, you know, a handful of downloads a day after that 18 months back to the drawing board. Do you have any idea what you would have done? So you hit that 18 month mark and it didn't do what it did. Did you already have some ideas in mind of where you were planning to take your next venture? I have no idea. I gave it no thought. <laughs> Which is also good too, though, because I mean, then you're, you're not thinking about the exit necessarily. You're committed to what, like you said, all in. <laughs> Now, I reached out on Twitter before we got on this interview, and I did have someone that came in. They had a question for you, and they wanted to ask, what is your favorite book of all time other than your own? I would say The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, just because that book really helped me at a time that I needed that kind of information and knowledge, and it really kind of led me down a really um, great path for books that I subsequently read, and it was uh, very enjoyable. Awesome. I will, for everybody listening, I put a show notes page together for all of these episodes. So I'm going to put a bunch of links to everything that John's got going on because he's got so much stuff happening. Um, and I will also put a link to Slight Edge as well. But John, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know this was a short episode and you're a busy guy, but I appreciate you taking the time to come chat and share a little bit of knowledge with us. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
Okay, so that was the interview with John Lee Dumas. Now, one thing that I did want to touch on just before we wrap this all up is how important building that customer avatar is. And this is something, like I mentioned in the podcast, I've spent a lot of time doing recently for the new e-commerce business that I had mentioned back in the last episode that I'm starting. I really focused in on what that avatar looks like and like John said, that avatar can change and it really has since I first started because I was getting into a niche that I really knew nothing about, getting into e-commerce, which I have had no experience in. So I really just kind of picked who I thought my perfect customer would be and just kind of wrote it all down. And as I've been learning more and developing more information and talking to more people in that niche, I've kind of shaped and changed what that customer avatar actually looks like. But I would say regardless of where you are, whether you already have a business going or you're thinking about starting a business or maybe you just found out about entrepreneurship and this is your first time listening to an entrepreneurship podcast, you should definitely be thinking about what that customer is going to look like, where they live, where they sleep, what they do for fun, what they do for a job, how much money do they make, what does the family look like? Like, Think about all of these things and really shape who this one perfect customer is going to be. Then when you start creating your content, you start creating your products, you actually have something to offer, you are creating a product or an offering for one individual person. It can kind of seem counterintuitive because you're like, well, Nick, I want to target this entire group of people. And that's fine. You will hit those people, but you need to start in one singular place first. If you try to target everybody, you're going to be ultimately targeting nobody because it's going to be so generic and so broad. And you really want to be able to build a connection with the person on the other end. If you're being super hyper specific with who that customer is, what they like to do, where they spend most of their time, you're going to be able to cater that content. You're going to be able to cater that message to that individual person and this smaller niche down subset group of people. And when you do have that very hyper specific message, you're going to resonate with those people a lot better. So I would say regardless of where you're at, think about that customer avatar, start writing things down, give this avatar a name. How old are they? Like I said, where do they live? Really actually sit down and write this down. I I took some time after reading this in the book and I opened up a notebook and started writing information down on what I thought this customer avatar would be and who that perfect customer for this e-commerce business would be. And it's really helped guide me with the messaging. And like I said, it can always change. So that just about wraps up this week's episode. Before we go, I just wanted to remind you all, if you have not subscribed or left a review of the 9.5 podcast, please do so. Um, And actually, if you're on iTunes, iTunes changed up their way that you can kind of subscribe and listen to podcasts. You can actually follow the podcast now. I guess if you subscribe to the podcast, they're not automatically downloaded anymore. So you actually want to, if you're on iTunes, go follow the 9.5 podcast on iTunes And that will notify you whenever new episodes are released. And if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review of the podcast. Just head over to Apple or iTunes. Um, if If you go to the description of this episode on whatever platform you're listening on, there should be a link that takes you to Apple where you can leave a review. And your reviews mean the world. It helps me know that I'm going in the right direction, that I'm helping more people. And I just love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So go subscribe, go leave a review. And with that, I will catch you guys in next week's episode. Episode.